Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Lawn. A clip came out yesterday with T-Pain sharing the backstory of how Usher pulled him to the side on a flight and they made some small talk and then Usher basically tells T-Pain, you effed up music. The auto-tune effed up music. Now, if you don't know who T-Pain is, T-Pain is a R&B pop artist, rapper from... The early 2000s, he was huge. He kind of innovated a lot of the auto-tune sound that we see, at least made it mainstream. And he is a part of a new documentary series that I just watched called This Is Pop on Netflix. And there's a whole bit in there on just on auto-tune. The whole backstory is very interesting on how auto-tune started. T-Pain was not the originator of it. He wasn't even the first real pop artist to use it. And this hurt him so much that this brother went into a four-year depression because Usher, who's an icon in his own right, if you don't know who Usher is, it's 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 fine. But you're just talking like iconic R&B artists. This sent him in a into a four-year depression and eventually led him to do a uh, NPR Tiny Desk concert without any auto-tune. This is a clip of it. I'm not going to play it for uh, copyright issues and, all, and all, all that kind of stuff. And he did a concert where he used no auto-tune and crushed it and used his natural singing voice and crushed it. And this idea of using auto-tune was very kind of frowned upon. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't the biggest fan of this stuff when it was out. Uh, I, I, I kind of felt it was synthetic. It, 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 it did more... At the time, I felt like it did more the harm than good. And the documentary basically goes on to state that, you know, he wasn't the first one to use it. And it wasn't until Kanye used it on 808s and Heartbreak that it legitimized autotune. Kanye took it. He did a whole album. T-Pain helped on it. All of a sudden, now every other rapper is using auto. Hey, why am I talking about this? You guys, Ruslan, what, what, what is the point of this conversation? Okay, there's a lot in here. There's a lot in here and there's a lot to unpack. And I got two passages. And I promise you, if you're a creative person... If you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a person of faith, if you watch till the end, I, I promise you, you will be encouraged and, and you will have some applicable, thing, applicable things to do with this talk. So in terms of the autotune backstory, autotune was invented in 1996 and it wasn't used until Cher used it or her engineer used it where you can notice it. Prior to that, it was just pitch correction. It was an industry secret and T-Pain uses it, but he uses it in a way that Cher used it, but not a lot of people were using it where he wanted the effect on autotune to be heard and to cut through and to give it that robotic underwater sound, which artists weren't really using at the time. And he was laughed upon and he's, they said he was going to be a one hit wonder and people kind of ridiculed him. Jay-Z made a song called Death of Autotune. Usher told him he ruined music. It, it took a toll on this man. So take away from, from that, from a very just practical standpoint, okay, is, is I want you guys to think that when you think innovation, a lot of us think innovation is creating something from nothing. Well, here's the deal. So, so, Solomon in Ecclesiastes tells us there's nothing new under the sun. Meaning that because we are created beings, 
and God is the ultimate capital C creator, when we're dealing with things on this side of eternity, we're not dealing with creating something from nothing. Only God can create something from nothing. So a lot of what we're doing with innovation is we're taking things that other people have created, that other people have curated, that God himself has created, which is music and melody and harmony and all of these beautiful things like poetry and words and letters and cultures and all these different things. And we're building on top of that. And in T-Pain's story, that's exactly what he did. He heard an effect on a radio. He liked how it sounded. He spent a year going through thousands upon thousands upon thousands of plugins, vocoders, this, that, trying to find this sound. And he knew once he found the sound, he was going to be able to make it his own. And by making it his own, he was able to create his own sound. But he didn't create it from scratch. He created it by taking something and using it differently. Innovation is taking things that are common to men and using them in a different way. I'll give you an example. The way I use YouTube is not how most people use YouTube. I have a whole course on this called MasterYouTubeLive.com, the whole bit. I go live frequently on YouTube, and then I take the live streams and I chop them into individual clips using the YouTube editor and I never use Final Cut and I never use Premiere. I've taken something that is common to many people, which is YouTube and live streaming, but I've used it in a different format. I've stacked it with something else. I'll give you another example. My brother Nick D, who just uh, is, is blowing up with a song, Fineapple. Nick had an offer from capital for the song a couple months ago before it was really 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 booming it was already kind of viral and he didn't like the offer so he you know what he did he he stepped back from just putting his original music on tiktok and he created a podcast for tiktok tiktok is not used to back and forth podcast tiktok is primarily used for what short form funny dance videos so he took something that all of us knew but he used it and innovated it in a different way so when you guys are looking at this idea of creation innovation progression we have to look at it beyond just let me create something from scratch let me just create something that's never been done before it's usually taking a bunch of things combining them and making your own and then someone with maybe a, a, a bigger ear for production like a Kanye then took what T-Pain did and legitimized it even more and T-Pain didn't really get the credit for that so that's the first part is listen innovation is not just creating something from scratch right like oh I just like thought of this thing I wrote this code and it was, it was nothing and now it's something right ultimately God is the ultimate creator and a lot of what we're doing is utilizing the resources that we have on this side of eternity to innovate and to add and to do things in new ways and i think that's amazing but that comes with a cost when you are disruptive in the marketplace when you are doing something that hasn't been done yet in the way you're doing it and you're creating something it's going to come with backlash. t-pain's case you got usher an icon a legend telling this brother that you effed up music. <laughs> and those words carried weight. And I, I pull up the tweet that he just responded to us. She said, I still love and respect Usher. Telling that story was in no way meant to disrespect that man. People talk ish about me 24-7. But when it comes, but it, well, listen, but when it comes from someone you truly respect, it hits very different. I never said F Usher. It was it was a drop in the ocean of ish I was already going through. 
So T-Pain is getting backlash from people he respects dearly, from people that he considers friends, people he considers on his friend, you know, on his side. And it, and it hurt him and it slumped him into a four-year-long depression to the point where he started doubting himself and he wasn't sure about it. And so imagine, imagine stumbling across something that is used by almost every artist on the radio today, almost every artist, and not really getting the credit you deserve, doubting yourself along the way, questioning yourself, people taking it and making it bigger and better, and and the torment that he had to have felt through that. I want to tie this in. I want to tie this into some passages of scripture that I think will set those of us up who are followers of Jesus to thrive with this. And just know that some of this stuff we got to know off the rip. Some of this stuff you got to know regardless of what you do, uh, you're going to be going through this on some level, especially if you're a creative person. And instead of trying to, you know, spin your wheels and do something that's never been done before, listen, it's okay to take pieces and connect ideas that other people haven't done yet. Okay. So check this passage out. We usually read the first like one or two verses of this passage and it's like, we're like, yeah, it means this, but we don't read the full context of it. Okay. So this is Romans chapter one. Uh, and I'm going to read you guys the, 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 the entire passage. Remember over here, we don't just do single verses. We do passages over verses. We do chapters over passages. We do books over chapters, so on and so forth. We approach the scripture and we look for the healthy hermeneutic in this. So let's Let's check this out. Romans chapter 12. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay, so off the top, here we are as followers of Jesus being told, listen, um, Stop, don't don't be like the world. Stop trying to be like everybody else. Don't do what everybody else is doing. You need to know that you need to you need to not be conformed to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. So out the gate, I love that Jesus sets us up to say, listen, listen, uh they they they're gonna hate you because they hated me. Jesus tells you, in this in this life, you will have trouble. Right? And Paul is saying, you need to not make your thinking like the world's thinking. You need to not do what everyone else is doing. You need to be different. And people mainly use this passage as like a, a weapon against creatives. Like, oh, you guys want to be artists and you want to be on YouTube? Well, it says don't be conformed. Why are you listening to, to, to secular music? Why are you watching Joe Rogan? Why are you talking about Dave Chappelle? Right? It's usually used in this context where it's, mean to de- it's meant to demean, it's meant to put down, it's meant to put a lid on people instead of saying, hey, outside of what people are aren't consuming, where's our heart in this situation? Where's our mind? Are we becoming conformed to the ways of the world or are we being transformed and living like God's ways, even though we are in the world, but not of the world? See, I want you guys and I want followers of Jesus to be in the world, but not of the world, because when we're in the world and we're not of the world, when we're in the world with Christ-like minds, then we can change the world for better. Okay, so let's keep going. So that's verse two, and then check this out. Verse three, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measures of faith that God has assigned. This verse right here, whoo, this is for me, man, because as an only child, I do not have the most self-awareness. I am, I don't, I didn't always think 
with the most sober logic about myself and my positioning and my skill set, right? And so it says, for by this grace I've given to you, everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly, more highly than he ought to think, but with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have what? Many members, and the members do not all have the same function. Ooh, that's good. So he's talking about don't be conformed to the ways of this world. Hey, think of yourself with healthy, proper understanding of where you are in the grand scheme of your ability level and the grand scheme of the potential you have that maybe you need to put in some more work for. And then it says, hey, for, for as in one body, we have many members. And the members do not all have the same function. We're not all going to do the same thing. We're not all going to speak to the same people. We're not all going to work the same types of jobs. We're not all going to have the same types of careers. We're not all going to have the same spiritual gifts. We're not going to have all of the same things, but we're still a part of the same body. So that means that there are going to be people who function different. There's going to be people that are set apart to do different things, different types of ministries. There's going to be people that are set apart to be stay-at-home moms. There's going to be people that are set apart to go work in the corporate field. There's going to be people set apart to go and do other things in the in nonprofit sectors. We're, but we're all one body, those of us who identify as followers of Jesus, right? For in, as in one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members uh, one of another. Having gifts, check this out, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us what? Use them. And then he goes, if prophecy, if uh, uh, proportion to our faith, if service and our serving, uh, the one who teaches and is teaching, the one who exhorts and is, 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 is ah, exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. I love this. I love this. But this is the part I really want us to, to pull out here. Okay. This is the part that, that, that I really want us to, to pay attention to. Having gifts that differ according to to the grace given to us, okay? So we do have some different gifts, spiritual gifts, based on what was given to us, based on what God has given to us. However, he also says, let us use them. Let us use them, okay? If you don't use them, many times you could let them sit dormant and lose them, per Matthew 25 in the parable of the talents, right? One had five, one had three, one had one. And so with that, hey, we have different gifts. We have different spiritual gifts. And it's, it's you know, just distributed differently to all of us. But we need to use them. You need to execute them. You need to do things with the gifts you've been given. So many of us rather bury our gifts. So many of you guys are afraid of maybe becoming successful, afraid of attention and not knowing how to navigate it. Hey, some of you guys uh, uh, are, are afraid of the comment section. And if the mob comes for you, that's not pleasant. So, so many of us will bury stuff. So many of us will bury stuff that God has given us, gifts that, that God has given us by just simply not using them, by not like consistently using them, let alone trying to think of how to innovate and how to take different pieces of technology and incorporate things on what is happening, on what is going on in culture, on what is going on with music, on what is going on on YouTube, on what is going on on TikTok, right? And so the beautiful part, again, about what T-Pain is that he took something that predated his music career. He took something that didn't quite manifest itself in music and he made it its own and he made it his signature, and then people took and built on top of that, and then people took and built on top of that because he had a desire 
to innovate and progress and create something that was original to him. Now, again, remember, as believers, we're told out the gate, hey, don't conform to the ways of the world. Hey, be different. Hey, be set apart. Hey, people are going to ridicule you. People are going to say nasty things to you. People aren't going to get it. People are going to throw shade on you. People are going to think that you're not a real artist. You're not a real purist. You're not a real this. And and by the way, as someone that's on YouTube that uses different uses YouTube in a different way, I get the same stuff. I get people who don't like what I do because I do it differently. Why are you why are you using YouTube live the way you're doing it? Why you're not a vlogger? You're not making short films like we are artsy fancy, right? And and there's like legitimate people that like they've, they've never said anything as wild to me as Usher said to T-Pain, but there's legitimate people who I've fallen out with and I've stopped communicating with as my audience kept increasing as this method of using YouTube in a different way kept growing and expanding, there was that that cost me something. That cost me something, right? And so, um, hey guys, if you're finding value from this video, do me a solid and give this a, uh, a like. That would mean a lot uh, for, the, for the algorithms and all that good stuff. So let's keep going. Let's keep going because I think many of us We'll, we'll see something on the surface and we miss, we miss all the details of it. So I, I really do believe like, hey, if, if T-Pain's identity was in Jesus, meaning that he, he was not conformed to the ways of the world, it didn't matter what the external factors thought, that he, had, he was coming from a place of intimacy with God, that his identity was from a place of intimacy with Jesus, that the ridicule, the pushback, the, your favorite icons telling you that you effed up music wouldn't have done it, wouldn't have caused him to go into a four-year depression. It may have bummed him out and it may have made him sad, but it wouldn't have had the same impact that it does on 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 those of us that are walking with Jesus all the time. Okay, so I want to take you guys to another passage. So you guys to another passage that's gonna glue this together. This is first Timothy chapter four, verse eleven. Command and teach these things. Okay, what things? Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Young people read this passage. Artists read this passage. Rappers read this passage. They read that and they go, see, it says not let no one despise you for your youth. But they missed the second part of that. <laughs> they missed the second part of that. But set... The believers, an example in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. It's good, right? So if if we're younger, if if, if we're kind of we're on the on the other side of some of these different things, or we're using technology in a different way, or we're contextualizing the gospel. For example, tomorrow I'm doing an entire live stream with uh, my brothers and sisters from the Urban Youth Workers Institute, and we're going to be talking about how to use YouTube or TikTok as an online ministry to supplement the the work that they're doing in their communities. Right. So we we have to understand that if we're if we're on the front lines and we're doing things that are different, doing things that haven't been done. That we have to not let people look down on, on you because you're young or because you're innovating or because you're doing something that hasn't been done yet or because you, you're dreaming bigger than the, than the people that came before you. But also to set an example in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. Now check this out. Verse 13, he says, until I come back, until, excuse me, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not, here it is again, verse 14, do not neglect the gift you have. That is so good. 
That's a word for some of you guys. And I don't always jump into like the prophetic or whatever, but there's there's some of you guys watching this right now and 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 you've been neglecting the gift that you have because of external forces, because of the naysayers, because you put out one YouTube video and somebody said something negative and it tripped you up. Okay, you have been neglecting. Maybe you're younger and you have let them look down on you and despise you because you're young. Or maybe you're older, but you're afraid to step out and you've been neglecting that gift to communicate. You've been neglecting that gift to 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 step out and do something that's disruptive and different because you're afraid of what so and so may say. You're afraid of what this person over here may say. You're afraid of what your family may think. Right. Do not neglect the gift. You have which was what? Given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. He tells you it again. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your, your, your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. So many folks get saved and you literally believe that the reason you got saved was so that you can get hell insurance and you could avoid hell and you say a prayer and then and then, and then the Holy Spirit's going to descend on you and just do all the work for you and and, and then you just kind of coast and just sit and you know you're like me you're sitting here drinking your tea kicking your feet up and waiting for Jesus to come back so you can go to heaven. Friends, there's a kingdom on this side of eternity. What did Jesus pray? Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, that when you're saved, you're not just saved to eternity. Yes, we're saved to eternity in Jesus with paradise. For sure, we're saved to eternity. Absolutely. But we're also saved into a kingdom on this side of eternity. And so many folks rather... Hide the gift, neglect the gift, not use the gift, not be active with their faith, bury the gift, not spend time with Jesus and being intimate and keeping a close watch on themselves and the teaching for their intimacy with God. And then every little thing that comes in from the outside world disrupts them. Everything that they're supposed to be doing is, is stifled from them because they think that salvation and following Jesus is about saying a prayer and well, you know, he'll come back. He's coming back, you know, because you got saved, not because not you wanted to serve Jesus. You got saved because you were afraid of hell and you just didn't want to go to hell. You're not even sure if you want to see Jesus when you get to get to heaven. You just didn't want to be in hell. And then intimacy with Jesus, walking out with, you know, in, in the in the quiet times, being transformed, not being conformed to the ways of the world. All that stuff is for the birds. It's, it, you know, a rich prayer life, fasting, spiritual disciplines. Ah. But I tell, I'm telling you guys that if you walk this out, if you walk this passage out, okay, until I come back, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. That's what I'm doing here, by the way. Like you may not, you may not think it's that deep, but I'm pulling something that I'm seeing happen in culture, something that like I'm seeing this T-Pain story and I'm like, oh my gosh, the parallels. How many times have people said similar things to me, right? And I'm pulling these things out and I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to devote myself to the, to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. I'm also not going to neglect the gift 
okay? Some of you guys know this about me. I got my start in music. I'm really trying to pivot back into some new music. I got new music coming. I don't want to neglect that gift. If you guys want to pray for anything, pray that God gives me the the wisdom, the time management that I can ease back into releasing some music. I got a song on deck. We got to finish the artwork, right? So do not neglect the gift which was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. The council of elders, how many of you are in the local church? How many of you have access to elders that can pray and lay hands on you? How many of you guys have access to physical human people? I know the pandemic got a lot of us out of church. I know a lot of a lot of us weren't going to church. But now that things are opening back up, guys, make it a point. Make it a point to find a local church that has a governing elder body of people that you can go to for prayer, for deliverance, for counsel, for correction, for accountability. Find a local church. I guarantee you that's that that, that may be a, a missing variable for a lot of us is that we haven't been pro- plugged, in, uh, plugged into local churches, right? We haven't been plugged into local churches. And then he goes on to say, practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Mm. So that all may see your progress. That's interesting, isn't it? So that the world and the church may see your progress as you're pressing into Jesus more. Some of you guys are really afraid of progress. Some of you guys are watching this and are like, Ruslan's preaching a a man-centered message. Well, that's there. You can take that up with Paul, okay? You can take that up with Paul. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. There is a progress that should be happening in your relationship with following Jesus. There is a sanctification progress. There's a transformative progress. There's a progress with how you live your life, the type of spouse you become, your love, your fruit of the spirit, how you're disciplined, how you manage your finances. There should be progress. It shouldn't. You shouldn't be in the same place you were 10 years ago. You shouldn't be in the same place you were five years ago. There should be progress. Paul said it. The Bible said it. I didn't say it. First Timothy 4 said it. Take that up with Paul if you're mad at me that I'm telling you there should be progress in your life. And then he goes on to say, so what? So, uh, so keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this. For by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Pay attention to what voices you're letting in. Again, was T-Pain paying attention to the voices he was letting in? Let's flash back to when Usher said that thing to him of, you effed up the music industry? Really? T-Pain effed up music for every Singers everywhere. Rappers just effed up music as if they weren't already using auto-tune for five years. You think you think Usher was being a bit hyperbolic? You think Usher maybe ooh, was being a little jealous because T-Pain was scorching hot at the time? Hmm. So, so are you letting people speak into your life? Are you letting people, are you letting people have access to you that have no business having access to you? That do despise the way that you're doing things differently than the generation that came before you. That do despise that you think differently, that you want to evangelize differently, that your heart is different. That do despise that and you're letting them speak into your life and you're not paying attention to the voices you're allowing in. You're not paying attention to who has influence with you. Because the people who have influence with you are going to have impact on you, right? So this goes back to boundaries. We got to have some boundaries with some friends and family sometimes, right? We got to have some boundaries. Hey, no, you don't get to speak to me that way. Or just know, hey, you know, I'm not really sure what this person is spiritually because they be talking a little talking a little reckless to me, okay? You got to set some boundaries. So 
when we see these things happening in music, when we see these things happening in culture, uh, we can learn from them, guys. We can Don't be so heavenly minded that you're of no earthly good. The, the situation with T-Pain, the documentary, I went and watched the documentary, This Is Pop, the, the, the history of autotune, and I was just like, holy smokes, man, there's so many parallels that I see to the church, that I see to amazing, incredible, skillful people I know in my personal life that struggle with the very same things that T-Pain is struggling, multi-millionaire on top of the world, depressed because people are talking crazy about him, right? And how many of us we have Jesus. We have loving families. We, you know, our bills are paid. We have electricity. We have our needs met. And somebody said something to you somewhere, and you walk around with a cloud over your head because you, you don't really have the, you're not really equipped to know how to process this because you haven't really spent time intimately with Jesus to know that ultimately, what does it matter what Usher thinks? What does it matter what so-and-so famous YouTuber thinks or whoever thinks? What matters is what does Jesus say? What matters is what does my family think? What does my wife think? Care less what some goofy YouTuber had to say about me? Like, really? <laughs> Could you imagine? Now? And by the way, I've been enjoying T-Pain's content. I think T-Pain's stuff has been really, really good uh, on terms of his stuff. No, that's not an endorsement of T-Pain. I'm not saying he's a Christian. I'm not saying he's a follower of G. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying so much of this stuff can be can can be mitigated in our lives if we would just align ourselves to the ways of God and press into Jesus and, and really press into Jesus, like on a daily basis, really pray without ceasing, really spend time in the word, really spend time letting, letting the Holy Spirit do its work on us. And, and, and with, with that, I think, it's my opinion, I'm not saying the scripture, what, I, what, what that will do, I think, is that I think that will help us become more fearless as we are in the world but not of the world. That will help us become more fearless in our in the marketplace, in our jobs, with our employers, with those family members that aren't safe. I'm not saying you're gonna, you know, you're just gonna have all the answers and you, you know, God's just gonna do it all for you. No, I'm saying you're you're gonna have a different boldness when you've spent time and your identity is secure in Christ and not in what everyone else is saying to you. So those are my thoughts on it. Let me know what y'all think. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Hey, thank you so much for making it till the end of this video. If you found it valuable, please consider giving it a like and subscribing. You can check out one of the other videos related to this that'll be over here. Now, I got to tell you about a free training I have for anyone that is an entrepreneur, a creative, an artist, but maybe you are unsure on how to find your voice, how to find your niche. I have a free training in the description of this video. Check it out. Once again, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you, and I will see you on the next. Holy smokes, you made it through the entire episode. Shout out to you probably means you're rocking with what we're doing. And again, we ain't got no sponsors on this show and I'm going to keep it that way. But what you can do to keep it sponsor free is consider signing up for our King's Dream Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Best way to get a hold of me, best way to hop into a group Zoom call, and the best way to partner with what we're doing here. Help us create more stuff just like this. Thank you for listening. Peace.